Hello, and welcome to Women of Responsibility, the Christmas special, 24 days in the book of Luke. Welcome back. It's day two. We're in Luke chapter two, and you're with me, your host, Ree. I thought it would be fun today to share one of my favorite Christmas traditions. Um, If you know me well, you know that I'm not traditional and I don't love to be in the kitchen cooking. But one of our favorite Christmas traditions is to have Christmas dinner together with all of our kids. My husband and I have nine children, adults and kids in the preschool age bracket. And um, every uh, Christmas for the past 14 years, um, we have had Christmas breakfast. We started out on Christmas Day, and then as our family, as our adult children got married and had their own kids, we started to transition to different days in December just to accommodate, you know, that they have their own family and, you know, we want to give them time to do what they need to do in their own home. So we've transitioned to different days in December, but we act like it's Christmas breakfast. And it's just one of the ways we get to love on our Um, kids. We've been blessed to be able to buy a small gift for each child, adult child, and their spouse and our grandkids um, every year and make this beautiful meal for them. Um, And it's just, you know, we're a blended family. So it's just one of the ways that we like to love on our kids and to bring us all together. So that's one of my favorite Christmas traditions. Today I want to open us in prayer, reading out of Philippians 1, 9 through 11. This I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and all discernment, so that you may prove the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense to the day of Christ, being fulfilled with the fruits of righteousness, which are through Christ Jesus, to the glory and praise of God. Father, give us ears to hear, open our hearts to receive. Holy Spirit, be our teacher. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment made when Quinarius was governor of Syria. All went to enroll themselves, every one to his own city, Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to David's city, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to enroll himself with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him as wife, being pregnant. While they were there, the day had come for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in a band of cloth and laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them in the inn. There were shepherds in the same country staying in the field and keeping watch by night over their flock. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will be 
to all the people. For there is born to you today in David's city a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a feeding trough. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the angels went away from them into the sky, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem now and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They came with haste and found both Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in the feeding trough. When they saw it, they publicized widely the saying which was spoken to them about the child. All who heard it wondered at the things which were spoken to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these sayings pondering in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen just as it was told to them. When eight days were fulfilled for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the days of their purification according to the law of Moses were fulfilled, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simon. This man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He came in the spirit into the temple. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, that they might do concerning him according to the custom of the law, then he received him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now you are releasing your servant master according to your word in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light for revelation to the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. Joseph and his mother were marveling at the things which were spoken concerning him. And Simon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign which is spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with a husband seven years from her virginity, and she had been a widow for about 84 years who didn't depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and petitions night and day. Coming up at that very hour, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who were looking for redemption in Jerusalem. When they had accomplished all the things that were according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, into their own city, Nazareth. The child was growing 
and was becoming strong in spirit, being filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. His parents went every year to Jerusalem at the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Joseph and his mother didn't know it, but supposing him to be in the company, they went a day's journey and they looked for him among relatives and acquaintances. When they didn't find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. After three days, they found him in the temple sitting in the middle of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I were anxiously looking for you. He said to them, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? They didn't understand the saying which he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth. He was subject to them, and his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. My big takeaway from Luke chapter 2, well, first of all, Luke chapter 2 is one of the most exciting chapters of the Bible. It is here where we see the long-awaited birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But there's so much more. Luke chapter 2 takes us from his birth into the first 12 years of his life. The verses that stood out to me kind of were all very similar. Verse 19, verse 30, and verse 51. These verses all repeated almost the same thing, stating that Mary pondered these things in her heart. I also noticed that the verses just before them stated that someone recognized Jesus as the Christ and began praising God. Except for in the last verse, verse 51, it talks about Jesus identifying himself as the Son of God. Well, Holy Spirit drew those verses to my attention for some reason, and then I realized, well, they're recorded three times in this one chapter. So it had me thinking, well, Luke was trying to get a point across. And all I could come up with is that maybe Mary had started the day-to-day with Jesus. And not that she had forgotten about the miracle, but Jesus was just like any other child. She was a new mom, a new wife. She was changing cloth diapers. She was waking up in the middle of the night every two hours to feed her baby. And then later on, you know, she was raising her child. She had more children. And I'm sure Jesus was a big brother and rough towels with his other brothers, just like big brothers do. And so these moments happen over a span of 12 years where, and so I had to wonder Maybe Mary was doing the day-to-day, and these moments were moments that reminded her, oh, wow, 
That's right. This is the Christ. This is Jesus Christ. This is the Son of God. But I also had to think, she had to ponder these things in her heart because she had no idea what was next. And she knew her son was the longer way to Savior. But up until this point, he was just a child doing childlike things. Except for at this point in the temple when he's 12. So I just thought, wow, can you imagine being the mother of the Son of God? But then being with him every day and just doing life on a regular basis, the day-to-day, would you forget? Would you, would you be waiting with expectation to see what is next? I think so. I think Mary was waiting with expectation of what would happen next. And so every time someone acknowledged who her son was, she kept that in her heart because she was waiting with expectation or anticipation to see what would happen next. The final thoughts I want to leave with you today from what I got from chapter 2 of Luke. As I stated, it seemed as if Mary might have been living kind of in the day-to-day. And as believers, we can do that. We can live in the day-to-day and forget the miracle and forget that Jesus is walking with us. And I just want to encourage you to take some time today to recount the miracle that he did in your life and to ask him to stir up a heart of expectation and anticipation for your future in him. Thank you.